Okay, we're continuing with Priyahad Bhagavatamrita, volume one, that is part one, and Narada is speaking with, who is he speaking with? Shiva. Yes, he's speaking with Shiva. And is Lord Shiva happy with Narada Muni's praising of him? Not at all. Nope. <laughs> not at all. <clears throat> and why is he not why is he not pleased? Anyone want to say? Yes, Virachantachi. considera que siempre está para hacer como el trabajo difícil en un servicio difícil como fue tomarse todo el océano de veneno primero después tuvo ella le pidió que, que fundamentara la filosofía mayabad a través de Sankaracharya entonces el, el señor no, Shiva no se siente feliz con esa posición y se lo expresa a la mundo. He said that uh, Lord Shiva is not comfortable because uh, he, he thinks that he uh, always take, have the, the, the difficult uh, work for him. For example, uh, he has a thankless task, right, of dealing with some mode of ignorance. And for that, he don't feel uh, that privilege. Okay. Any other requests? Because Lord Shiva is very humble and he is not, he's not attached to, uh, to, to, give, to be given respect. He's not attached to. Okay, yeah, he's humble. <laughs> yes. Uh, Shiva was saying that uh, I am Ahankara and I'm the source of Ahankara and he is the source of pridelessness uh, to Krishna. Krishna is, yeah, Krishna is, is the source of pridelessness. Yeah. yeah, I'm the source, I'm the very embodiment of Ahankara. In effect, he was <laughs> being the source, I'm like the embodiment of Ahankara. And Krishna is the embodiment, the very reservoir of uh, selflessness, right? the opposite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. These are all some of the reasons. Okay. Now, Lord Shiva wants to direct Narada somewhere else, to someone else. And he starts by mm, saying that the, the residents of Vaikuntha, they are very dear to the Lord. Mm. 
Aho Karunya Mahima Sri Krishnasya Kuto Anyataha Vaikunta Loke Yo Ajasram Tadiyeshu Chamrajate Ah, where else can one see compassion so exalted as that which Sri Krishna showered constantly on the residence of Vaikunta Loka? So now he's going to praise uh, the residence of Vaikuntha for several verses. It says in Vaikuntha there's nothing but devotional service. So it's all bliss there. There's no comparison to the bliss of Brahman. Uh, and everyone there has pure love for the Lord. <coughs> As recipients of such mercy, the divine residents of Vaikuntha are much greater than I in many ways. How can I adequately describe their glories? Mahima Kim Nu Varnyatam this is uh, still chapter 3 of part <coughs> um, But I wanted to specifically go to verse number 58. Here we are. Na anyakim api manchanti tadpakti rasalampata Greedy to taste the pleasure of devotion to him. They, the residents of Vaikuntha, have no desire for anything else. To them, liberation, heaven and hell all appear the same. So where does that... Uh, what does that resonate with? What is that sound? Like? Nanayanaparasarvenakutaschanavityatiswargapavargnarakeshvapituyartadarshanam. And who is speaking that verse? About whom? Uh, isn't it Lord Shiva speaking? Lord Shiva is speaking to Parvati about Chitraketu, yes. And why? Why does he say this about Chitraketu? He remained smiling after he was cursed. Yes. <laughs> he was cursed. What is the curse going to be? What is he going to become as a result of the curse? Yes, Savitrisha. A demon? Some particular demon? Vritrasura, exactly. Uh, and then that leads into the whole story of the confrontation between Indra and Vritra, which is famous, uh, famously referred to several times in the Rigveda. Okay, but what's interesting to me here is that, first of all, it is, it's Lord Shiva speaking, and he's not talking about Chitraketu. He's talking about residents of Vaikuntha. They're already in Vaikuntha, but he's saying, to them, liberation, heaven and hell all appear the same. Interesting. <laughs> well, so that's a qualification not just of 
Chitraketu, but of the residents of the Vaikuntha. Even they're in Vaikuntha, they wouldn't mind if they were sent to hell. That's it. Seems to be seems to be what it's saying. <clears throat> yeah, he goes on praising the residents of Vaikuntha. Truly, I tell you, such devotees are as limitlessly dear to me, Lord Shiva, as the Supreme Lord Himself. My highest ambition is to have their company. Amritai Sadasangama Parama Pratanya. Uh oh, we're getting construction noise. Alas. He says, verse 60, Narada aham idam mandye tadrishanam yatatsiti bhavet sa eva vaikunto loko na atra vicharana vicharana. In my opinion, dear Narada, anywhere such devotees are found is actually vaikunto loka. Arguing against this fact would be useless. <laughs> Loko, I couldn't Don't even think about it. It's just a fact. <laughs> Where these such devotees are. So like this, he's praising them. <clears throat> So then Parvati speaks up. So Lord Shiva is with Parvati. That's not surprising, but we didn't hear from her yet. Narada is, has only been speaking with Lord Shiva now, and Lord Shiva's been praising the Vaikuntavasis, and now Parvati says, Tatrapi Shrir Visheshena Prasidha Shri Hari Priya Tadrik Vaikunta Vaikunta Vasinam Ishwari Ki Ya. She says, Furthermore, among them all, that is, residents of Vaikunta, the goddess Shri is famous as especially dear to the Lord. She is indeed the ruling goddess of Vaikuntha and its residents. So this is Parvati speaking, and of course, she's uh, thinking about, you're, you're saying all kinds of things nice about devotees, but don't forget, uh, some of these devotees are female, and there's one in particular, and that is none other than the goddess Sri. Incidentally, it's not mentioned here, but uh, the, the name Lakshmi does not appear in the early Vedic literature. It's not, it's not in the Rig Veda, for example. It comes later. Uh, but Sri is 
is the term of preference. <laughs> Gopi Paranadana Prabhu says in his commentary, when Parvati heard her husband praise Vaikuntha without mentioning the queen of Vaikuntha, Parvati became somewhat disturbed. She therefore took the liberty to speak out. <coughs> so now she's going to elaborate on Sri's uh, glories. Her mercy expands wherever she casts her sight-long glance. Thus the rulers of the various planets obtain their powers, their knowledge, their detachment, and their devotion. So it's Goddess Sri who is empowering all these various divinities, gods, the devas. Uh, what's that? to hear a quote from the Vishnu Purana? Yes. <laughs> Yatat sattvam tato lakshmi sattvam bhuti anusarija ni sri kanam kuta sattvam vina tena guna kuta Where there is patience, opulence arises. <laughs> Where there is patience, opulence arises. And patience also follows opulence. What's being translated as patience here? Okay. But how can those not favored by the goddess Sri have patience. <coughs> and without patience, how can they have good qualities? So, that's interesting because, I don't know, we usually think of Lakshmi as Chanchala, she is unsteady, she is here today, gone tomorrow. Wealth comes, wealth goes. And here, the implication is that uh, well-being in general, which manifests as uh, various kinds of opulence, comes from patience, and patience is originating in Sri. That's interesting, because I would think, whereas Lakshmi, she is always massaging Lord Vishnu's, Lord Narayan's feet. <laughs> yeah, she's also, oh, no, but she wasn't patient then. <laughs> When Brick was a Brigo who came and did the kicking program. <laughs> yeah, the the kick chest kicking program. Uh, she was not patient. Was she? Because what did she do? Huh? 
She never she the finger. <laughs> also in the case of Jaya Vijaya, she was on the beach. Yeah, Jaya Vijaya also. <clears throat> but here it says she is the source of patience. Okay. Maybe she was depending on vision. Maybe she isn't protected from the condition. Yeah, no, that's that's certainly the case. Oh, okay. Now, what's going to happen? They're, they're praising Lord, Sh Lord Shiva and then Parvati are praising the residents of Vaikuntha. More specifically. Uh, the goddess Sri, and Narada gets all excited and he wants to now go and meet the residents of Aikunta. Um, and of course for him that's not a problem. He can, he has a, he has an open ticket to anywhere in the universe and beyond. Imagine that. <coughs> uh, all right. She breaks the watch. Sri Parikshit Ubhacha. So now he's giving a little interlude. He says, uh, then the sage Narada his mind vibrating with extreme delight, tata parama arshina, kshobita, atma alapan Call out, Jai! Jai Sri Kamala Kanta, He Vaikunta Pate Hare. Glories to you, O husband and goddess Kamala, O Hari. Lord Vaikuntha, Jaya Vaikuntha Loketi Tatratya Jayateti Cha, Jaya Krishna Priye Padme Vaikuntha Dishwaritya Bhi. Glories to you, O Vaikuntha world, glories to all who live there, and glories to you, O Padma, who is Sri, Lord Krishna's beloved, O presiding goddess of Vaikuntha. So he's all excited. Yes, let's go to Vaikuntha. So he gets up, he stands up, and then Lord Shiva sees, oh, Nard, calm down. Lord Shiva takes him by the hand to stop him from going to Vaikuntha. So Narda can go anywhere he wants except when Lord Shiva grabs him by the hand and says, don't go. And then Lord Shiva speaks again. He says, Krishna Priya Jana Loka Sukata Vihata Smriti Nakhing Smarasi Yadmumau Dvarakayam Vasatyasam My dear Narada, because of your eagerness, to see the dearest devotees of Krishna, you have lost your memory. Uh, Krishna Priyajana Aloka. Anyway, uh, don't you remember that the Lord of Vaikuntha is living right now on earth in Dwaraka? And Gopi Varanadanaprabhu explains, Narada is, not to be blamed. Narada is not to be blamed for being distracted by the glories of the Lord of Vaikuntha and his consort because Narayana and Mahalakshmi are indeed the all-attractive supreme couple. But Narada could now see the same Narayana and Mahalakshmi without having to travel so far. You don't have to go so far. You can see them right here in Dvaraka. Mm. 
Okay. Goes on to describe Queen Rukmini. Uh, you know, so yes, you can go to to Dwarka. It's um, it's a bit like mm, comparison, but we visited uh, Manasi Ganga two or three days ago. Three days, and. Manasi Ganga is understood to be Ganga. If one, if Manasi Ganga would not be there, and one wanted to go to the Ganga, one would have to take a journey, uh, a rather long journey. And so Ganga comes here. That's Krishna's arrangement. So. Um, like that, Krishna makes arrangements for the convenience of the devotees who appears in this world. <laughs> and then Lord Shiva says, So, sit down. Sit down, my dear Brahmana, and I shall whisper in your ear a great secret. Rahasyam Paramahushanai. Please hear this with absolute confidence. Um, he shouldn't go to Vaikuntha. He shouldn't also go to Dwarka. First, he should listen to what Lord Shiva has to say. But it's a secret. It should not be heard by anyone, not even by his personal associates. This is in the commentary. So he wants to whisper <laughs> into Narada's ear. <clears throat> and thus avoid the possibility of displeasing Parvati, who is a close friend of Mahalakshmi. <laughs> So, Lord Shiva has to be sometimes diplomatic with his wife. <laughs> okay, here we go. Tvatatato makarudaditascha shriyopikarunya visheshapatram praslada eva Pratito Jagatyam Krishnasya Bhakto Nitaram Priyascha. There is a greater recipient of Krishna's mercy than your father, me, and other servants like Garuda, and even than the goddess of fortune. His name is Prahlad. He is famous throughout the world as the dearmost devotee of Krishna. Well, if he's famous, Here's my skeptical side. Well, if he's famous all over the three worlds, or all over the world, as the dearmost devotee of Krishna, then why he has to whisper? It's not a secret. Everybody knows. Maybe just because Parvati was present. Maybe just because Parvati was present. Because Parvati is present, yeah. says to Narada, you must have heard about this from the Puranas. <laughs> Aritani Purani um, And you must remember the following verse. Naham Atmanam Ashase Matbaptai Sadhubirvina Shriyam Atyantikimbahi Yesham Gatir Ahamparam 
Without saintly persons for whom I am the only destination, I do not desire to enjoy my transcendental bliss or my supreme opulences. That's from Ninth Canto, chapter four, where there's a lot of glorification of Krishna's devotees in that chapter. Um, right, let's see. Yeah, so like this, he's going to praise Prahlad. <coughs> And, uh, oh yeah, then, verse 86, 85, 86, here we are. Aho na sahate asmakam pranamam Stuting cha ma pramani syas sukam ichasi. Unfortunately, this is Lord Shiva advising Narada. Unfortunately, that best of saintly persons, Prahlad, will not tolerate our bowing down to him or praising him. If you want to avoid getting into trouble, do not neglect this fact. <laughs> so he's warning Narada, be careful, you're going to go, I know, you're, it's like you came to me and you're praising me. And, and I also didn't like it, but with Prahlad, be careful, because he's really not going to like it if you're going on about his glories. So that then is the end of chapter 3 and uh, <coughs> skipping some verses in chapter 4 which is he meets Prahlad and he praises him uh, so many nice praises Oh, this is interesting. Uh, verse 11. Yakitava songrit sarojavishyam kachanvanam naimishakankadajit narayanena bhavatoshitena prakastvaya hanta sadajitosmi. You, this is now Narada speaking to Prahlad. You once went to the Naimisha forest to have darshan of Narayana. I don't think this is mentioned in the Bhagavatam. Yeah, it's in the Bhagavatam. Uh, Narayana, who is known as the Lord in yellow dress. While on the road, you satisfied the Lord in combat. And he told you, Quote, yes, I am always conquered by you. <laughs> so there's an episode, we get a common explanation uh, in the commentary. Do you want to hear what happened? This incident is recounted in a number of scriptures, including the Vamana Purana. Once, Prabhupada took a trip to Naimisharanya to see Lord Pitavasa, the beautiful form of the Supreme Lord. While traveling on the road, he met a strange person who was dressed like an austere renunciant, but was carrying a warrior's bow and arrows. Actually, there's some modern history of ascetic warriors, uh, very fierce ascetics, ascetic warriors. 18th, 19th century, at certain, there's 
whole histories about this. Uh, sometimes they were fighting each other. There were wars between Vaishnavas and Shaivites, mainly over territory where they can um, where they can collect donations from people, where they can get support, like pilgrimage routes. But also the British, the British would uh, engage these warrior sadhus sometimes to help them to fight against one or another. I think in the Punjab, I don't know, somewhere they were fighting. <coughs> okay, so here he meets, Prahlad meets some sort of ascetic warrior on the road to Naimisharanya. Prahlad assumed from this person's contradictory attire that he must be some hypocrite abusing the true principles of religion. Therefore, Prahlad started a fight with a sannyasi, vowing, quote, I swear I shall defeat you. But even after several days of dueling, Prahlad could not subdue this adversary. Of course, we should remember, we always think of Prahlad as this cute little five-year-old boy, right? But after some time, he grew up, and he was a Kshatriya, and he was a so, early one morning, before resuming the battle, Prahlad worshipped his personal deity. He then saw his opponent standing nearby, wearing the same garland he had just offered the deity. <laughs> it's like, you know, in some comedies, you see somebody do something, and and then they do what we call a double take. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's offering a garland, and over here is the Lord, and now he's wearing that garland. Prahlad suddenly recognized that the stranger was Lord Pitavasa, Narayana himself. Thereupon, offering prayers to that opponent. With all the confidence at his command, Prahlad tried to satisfy him. In response, the Lord touched him with his lotus hand, which relieved Prahlad from the fatigue of fighting and from all anxiety. Prahlad asked Lord Pitavasa, <coughs> what to do about having transgressed the duty of a kshatriya by having made a promise, namely to defeat his opponent and not having fulfilled it. So Prahlad had made a vow, I'm going to defeat my opponent, but his opponent turned out to be God himself. <laughs> The Lord, fully satisfied by the sport of fighting with Prahlad, told him, quote, But I am always defeated by you. Prahlad Maharaj Ki. One doesn't usually think, as I said, you think small child, nursing a day, blessing him. Little simple Prahlad. Mm, this is another side of Prahlad. Okay. Sri oh, now it's Prahlad's turn to speak. Sri Prahlad Uvacha. Bhagavan Sri Guru Sarvam Sayameva Vicharyatam Balyena Sambhavit Krishna Bhakti Chit 
bhaktiryanam apisputam. Sri Prahlad said, My Lord and Spiritual Master. Why does he say that? He's speaking to Narada. His mother's the teacher. Mm-hmm. Was he was saying. <coughs> Wasn't Prahlad in the he was his mother and then Prahlad was there? No, sorry, I confused. It's just okay. Mike is right there. <laughs> <laughs> So wasn't Prahlad in the womb of his mother and then Narada was there? So therefore it's the spiritual master. Narada was there. What did Narada do while Prahlad was in his womb? Um, he was like he was talking to the mother. He was instructing the mother. He was instructing his mother. Yes. Whose name I don't remember, the mother's name. What was, uh, what was Prahlad's mother's name? Kayadu. Okay, so yeah, something more. It must be that This is something uh, I see maybe because of my wrong vision. Something is not clear here. Uh, because this whole episode, it was on uh, heavenly planets, not on the planet Earth. And now this past time, now he's going to name Isharanya, how is he something on the Earth? You know, he, even, you know, maybe you we can see in uh, in um, Shla Prabhupada's conversations that devotees you know, emphasize some whole uh, uh, temples on the Singapore and he said that was that all happened, you know, like on the heavenly planets. And uh, I'm a little confused, is that some other kalpa or you know <laughs> this with Pitamaha and so on? Uh. I think the first point we could make is that Prahlad can move around. <laughs> he may have been with his, with his father, Hiranyakachipu, at one time in Indraloka, but this is years later. This is so many years later being described. Um, and And that was interesting. And uh, I asked this to Srila Prabhupada's godbrother, Bhakti Vaibhav Puri Maharaj. When I was on my way to Ahovalam, I met him in his mat in uh, Rajmundri and I asked him how to understand this we're going to a hovelam it's supposed to be where Singhadeva appeared on the other hand we understand it's all happening in Indraloka his answer was when the devas and the asuras fight they come down to this, to earth, and they fight here. (laughs) That was his comment. Um, But that's all I can say. (laughs) Sri Prahlad said, "My, my Lord and spiritual master, Please reconsider everything you have said. <laughs> he, he's just praised him, and now Prahlad is saying, 
Please reconsider. A young boy simply cannot understand correctly the science of devotion service to Krishna. He's saying, I was a five-year-old kid then. What do you think I actually understood? Still, when one receives instruction from great souls, because he's talking to his guru, Narada is his guru, he's not wanting to discredit Narada. Evang chanan nipatitam prabhavahi kupe kama vikama manuya prasanga kritvatma sat surashinam bhagavakriya prititva soham katam nivisuje tabhavritya sevam. How can I forget he who has saved me? That's one of his prayers to Prasangadev. He's remembering Narada Muni as his, uh, his guru who liberated him. So he says, still, when one receives instructions from great souls, those instructions have the power to awaken one's higher understanding. And then one can engage in devotional service to Lord Hari. Therefore, it is not a sign of greatness that ordinary persons like me can persevere despite terrible disturbances, give spiritual enlightenment to children, <laughs> behave like saintly persons, show compassion to suffering souls, or refuse the boon of liberation. <laughs> so he's minima, he's recognizing all the things he's being praised for, and he's saying, you know, I mean, because the guru can inspire one to do all these things, even I didn't really have much understanding what I was doing, but I, I got some mercy, okay, I did, oh, yes, um, I, I was able to preach to these children, you know. I could even behave like a saintly person, you know, I could make it look like I'm saintly. <laughs> he's really uh, minimizing himself. And at the same time, he's praising Narada. <clears throat> Merely from these symptoms, the best of saints do not conclude that Krishna has given a person his mercy. Krishna's mercy, blessed Narada, appears only in a truly worthy servant. He doesn't consider himself really. Oh, here we go. Now he's going to start praising Hanuman. I, Prahlad, have never performed any real service for the Lord, like Hanuman and others. I have only remembered the Lord sometimes when my mind was troubled. <laughs> you know, I was, I was in a troubled state, so okay, I could remember the Lord, great. But have I ever done any service? No. I mean, just look at Anuman. did so much service. Let's uh, look at this commentary and then we can end. Quote, But you are a devotee of Lord Vishnu, Narada might interject, might say. And so you do deserve his mercy. Prahlad replies by contrasting himself with others, like Hanuman, who serve the Lord actively. Even now, Prahlad says, I'm only practicing meditation. I've not yet become proficient even as a passive meditator. Saying, I'm practicing meditation. Narada might argue in return that 
fixing one's mind on the Lord is one of the nine methods of pure devotional service. Remembering the Lord's names, forms, and pastimes is on the highest level of self-realization in bhakti yoga. Because seva means devotional service, Prahlad should not use this word to deny that he has ever served the Lord. You get his point? What you're doing by meditation, that's seva. It's, it's one of the nine processes. And it's not mentioned here, but who is it in the Bhagavatam who lists these nine practices of devotional service? Huh? No. <laughs> Prahlad. Yeah. <clears throat> when does he list them? What is he speaking? What's the context? Saying that? He's telling them his classmates. No. No, he's, he's advising his father. His father asks him, What have you learned in school? What's the best thing you learned in school today, my dear little boy? Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu Swaranam Padasevanam Arjanam Bhagavanam Tassim something, something. And he says, this is the best education, best of education. So, now, Narada is using this, so, so to speak, against Prahlad to say, you're saying you haven't served the Lord? Well, you yourself say that this is one form of service. Prahlad answers this. We're still reading the commentary. Prahlad answers this by characterizing himself as disturbed by material anxieties, a condition that automatically disqualifies him from Nama Smarana, Rupa Smarana, and Lila Smarana. A further argument is also implicit here that Remembrance is not the best form of devotional service, since it depends on the functions of the mind, which are subject to distraction by anxiety and other emotions. This argument will be elaborated more fully later on in, in quote, the glories of Goloka. That's another chapter. Interesting. <clears throat> so let's go back to the verse that he's explaining. He says, I've never performed any real service for the Lord like Hanuman and others. I have only remembered the Lord sometimes when my mind was troubled. So he's saying this is this is lower kind of devotional service because it's on the mental platform, we could say, Memor it's remembrance, okay, but what is doing remembrance? the mind. And the mind hmm, is subject to distraction. We've been talking about that with regard to uh, chanting and uh, inattention. What was the technical word for distraction? No, that's for inattention. Vikshepa? <coughs> Vikshepa, yes. I was listening to a class, uh, a lecture Prabhupada's giving, one of his early lectures, I think, Bhagavad Gita, chapter one, and he's, he's, as he always would do, he's, he's, emphasizing very strongly we are not this body and we are not the mind 
the mind is material. <laughs> we are not the mind. We are not the body. <laughs> yeah. Very strongly making that distinction. Okay. Uh, let's see what to do now. Is it kirtan time? Our kirtan needs to Any thoughts about any of this? Any reflections? Any doubts? Any? So far, I mean, he's traveling in a moment, you know, to Wakunta. <laughs> anyway, beam me up, Scotty. So, I just wondered is that what he said, you know, why should you travel for so long? I mean, he wrote there in one second, Wakunta long. Uh, I don't so know. You should. You should Something like you, you yeah. so long way you will go there. Yeah, I, well. <laughs> Maybe that was his logic to divert me to the. Yeah, world. you can say it's just a way of speaking. <coughs> Stay here, you don't have to go there. That's It's actually a recognition of the other person's um, quality, and yeah. then and and then they together glorify the Lord. Yeah. It also reminds me of this old uh, uh, medieval times when people would also when they would meet with each other, they wouldn't just say eh, hello or oh, uh, come in, uh, let's have a cup of coffee or something. <laughs> they would they would actually. Uh, Praise each other, um, which is which is now in in this in this time sort of lost. So is that is that actually life in Vaikuntha that uh, the devotees the, the are serving the Lord by uh, prayers, by praising, by remembering Him yeah, constantly? There's, yeah, there's lots of praise. Um, that's something Vishwanath Chagavari Thakur mentions in his uh, Madhurya Kadambini. I don't remember yet with regard to which level he's elaborating on <coughs> Rupa Goswami's list of progression, his map, Adho Shraddha Tata Shraddha to Prema. And somewhere in there, he describes the behavior of devotees when they meet each other. That they, it becomes a kind of competition. Uh, each wants the other to speak about Krishna, to glorify Krishna. They, 
In other words, everyone, they, they always want to hear from another devotee. Maybe it's within Majna Kriya. They always want to hear from another devotee. So it's always like, oh, Prabhu, can you say something, glorify Krishna? And the other devotee says, no, 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 I don't know anything. You, you should speak. And he says, no, what do I know? You, you're the one. <laughs> and it goes like that. <laughs> yeah, praising. <coughs> yeah, pra- uh, yeah, that's the Vaikuntha atmosphere, you can say, where devotees are always finding reasons, opportunities to praise others. Manadena, Chanada Bisani Chena, Tarori Vasahishana, Manina, Manadena, Manada, Manada. Mana means respect, da means giving, so giving respect. By giving respect, Manadena. So that's, and then. What does that facilitate? Kirtaniya. Hari Kirtana. <clears throat> Literally, Hari is uh, glorifiable or is praiseable. Kirtaniya. Always. By these uh, Therefore, anudvega karam vakyam satyam priya hitam chaya svadhyaya vyasanam svadhyaya vyasanam chaya vanmayam tapa chate. On the material level, devotees are pursuing austerity in the mode of goodness, sattvika tapasya austerity of the body, austerity of the mind, and austerity of speech, and anudvega karambakyam. We strive to uh, to speak in ways which are not disturbing satyam, and at the same time they're true, making true statements. Priyahitam, which are beneficial. Uh, and then Swadhyaya, self culturing. Well, it can also mean recitation, reciting the Veda. Yeah. So you can say that's a complement to this idea, so specifically of the voice, what do we do with our voices? How do we use our language? politicians could take these things seriously. <laughs> they wouldn't be politicians anymore. <laughs> okay. Grantaraj Srimad Brihad Bhagavatam Taki Jaya Shila Sanatana Goswami Ki Jai Shila Prabhupada Ki Jai I spoke with Gaurijan Prabhu He's now here And it's very nice that he's here And um, I asked him if we could uh, have 
the have his kindness that he would speak to us one of these days? And he said, yes, uh, but let's work out exactly when. One, one definite plan, almost definite, but a lot of you are going to Vrindavan that day. On the 17th, Bhurijan uh, Prabhu is going to speak to Mahatma Prabhu's group. Um, the title of his lecture is Srila Prabhupada Off the Vyasasana. He's going to tell some stories about Prabhupada's exchanges with devotees. Uh, but it's not on the Vyasasana. <laughs> Because uh, Mahatma Prabhu is having a seminar, um, he told three topics, one of which is developing a relationship with Srila Prabhupada. He wants to encourage all devotees to feel a relationship with Srila Prabhupada. So, in that context, Guru that will be in the evening, well, maybe. Uh, devotees will be back from Vrindavan uh, by then. I, I think he will be evening, so after seven, I guess. I so stay tuned. Look forward to it. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's six thirty. It's dinner time, right? Okay. Thank you, Sean.